listening to the World Watch Weekly Podcast by Open Doors Canada. The goal of this podcast is to help you pray for your persecuted family. Since 1955, when Brother Andrew went behind the Iron Curtain for the first time, Open Doors has been strengthening Christians where faith costs the most. For more information about Open Doors Canada or the World Watch List, you can visit our website at opendoorscanada.org. Enjoy today's episode. Hi, Jared here from Open Doors Canada, and welcome to the World Watch Weekly Podcast Summer Edition, which uh, has turned into the World Watch semi-occasional podcast for uh, July and August. This is the podcast that, as always, keeps you informed about the state of the persecuted church around the world, and we hope keeps you informed on how you can be praying for your brothers and sisters who experience persecution. Over the next few weeks and the rest of July and August and what the summer has to offer, we're going to be doing something a little bit different, and it's a mini-series examining persecution from a biblical and theological perspective. There'll be short but hopefully thought-provoking discussions on different elements of persecution, including why we believe it's important to stand with our persecuted family. These will be produced every couple of weeks uh, over the rest of the summer as we prepare for the next season of the World Watch Weekly podcast. And on that note, I'd like to encourage you to give us your feedback for the next few weeks. We really want the podcast to be the best resource it can be to help you learn about the state of the persecuted church and to help you be informed on how you can be praying. We're planning out the episodes for the upcoming season. We've got some new podcast equipment that hopefully will be upping the production quality. And we want to hear what you want. Is there countries we don't talk enough about that you'd like to hear about? Uh, questions about persecution that you'd like us to cover? Feel free to email us at podcast at odcan.org or reach out to us on any social media platform at Open Doors Canada. We want to hear from you and we really do value your feedback. With that said, I'm excited to get into this mini-series of looking at what the Bible says about persecution and how that informs the way we see the church today and how we understand the idea of biblical persecution. See, I think the term persecution has become very loaded in our society recently. It gets thrown around a lot. So let's talk about what Jesus said. I'm going to be reading a bit from John chapter 15 and 16, not the entirety of either chapter, but the relevant bits. These chapters are part of a larger discourse of Jesus that John records as happening just before the Passover week when Jesus would be arrested. It's Jesus sharing the things he wanted his disciples to know before his own death. So what I'm going to read now is a portion of chapters 15 and 16 of the Gospel of John, starting in chapter 15, verse 18. If the world hates you, said Jesus, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own, but because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will also keep yours. But all these things they will do to you on account of my name, because they do not know him who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not have been guilty of sin, but now they have no excuse for their sin. Whoever hates me hates my father also. If I had not done among them the works that no one else did, they would not be guilty of sin, but now they have seen and hated both me and my father. But the word that is written in their law must be fulfilled. Quote, they hated me without a cause. But when the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. And you also will bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. 
I have said all these things to you to keep you from falling away. They will put you out of the synagogues. Indeed, the hour is coming when whoever kills you will think he's offering service to God. And they will do these things because they have not known the Father nor me. But I've said these things to you that when their hour comes, you may remember I told them to you. Skipping ahead to the end of chapter 16. Behold, the hour is coming, indeed it has come, when you will be scattered, each to his own home, and will leave me alone. Yet I'm not alone, for the Father is with me. I've said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. There's a lot to unpack there, and we can only scratch the surface, but it's intriguing. Jesus, knowing what was going to happen in the days to come, namely his arrest, death, resurrection, and eventual departure, wanted to ensure the disciples knew what was coming. There would be trials, there would be trouble, there would be persecution. Fast forward 2,000 years. How do we in 2023 Canada read this message that in the world there will be trials? Because the fact is, we don't experience persecution. We go to church on Sunday, we listen to Christian podcasts, we freely talk about Jesus' love. Well, to gain a greater understanding, let's look at a bit of history. If you're a regular listener to the podcast, you'll know that discussing the historical context is my favorite way to learn about today's context. So let's go over a couple millennia of church history really quick in an attempt to learn about Jesus' promise that there will be persecution. First of all, it's important to note that this text has its place in its own context and its own day and age. Jesus is talking to a specific group of 12 men, and sure enough, they were persecuted. According to church tradition, all the disciples, except John himself as well as Judas, were eventually killed because they spent their lives proclaiming the words of this humble carpenter who apparently rose from the dead. The New Testament records one of those deaths, that being James. The rest are left to a mix of threads of history, church tradition, as well as legend. It's hard to say, but from what we can tell, the disciples ended up spreading Jesus' good news to all corners of the known world at the time, and mostly ended up dying for it. Even while they were in Jerusalem, Jesus' words about being thrown out of the synagogue and being imprisoned did end up coming true. And in the generations to come, persecution ebbed and flowed. The Roman Empire was fairly tolerant of the religions of the peoples that they conquered, including ancient Israel. The one caveat to that was that Caesar, the emperor, also had to be glorified in those religions. And for the Christians, that was a deal-breaker. So under some emperors more than others, particularly the emperor Diocletian, Christians paid the price for that. And yet, the church continued to grow. Everything changed for Christians in the Roman Empire in the year 313 CE when the emperor Constantine issued the Edict of Milan, which officially tolerated Christianity in the Roman Empire. And to make a very long story short, this was the first step towards Christianity becoming the official religion of the Roman Empire. That seems different from Jesus' promise that there would be persecution and trials. Well, over the centuries, things changed. Rome eventually fell. But the church grew in power and influence, and our understanding of church history is largely focused on the next several hundred years. Popes, the Reformation, the rise of the Puritan movement, the rise of evangelicalism. What's interesting in all this is that because the church had freedom, the church had power, the church had status, it had the opportunity to develop in the way it did. Theology could be developed and discussed in the universities. The Bible could be freely printed and studied. 
And all of that led to where we find ourselves today in Canada, with a plethora of theological information available to us at the touch of a button, uh, different Bible translations, study Bibles available to us. There's even a number of churches in my city that I can visit any Sunday I want. Such incredible church growth and development. And yet Jesus said, you will be persecuted. The world will hate you. In the world, you will have trouble. How does that square up? Well, there's lots that could be said, but here's where I would start in addressing that. See, in all the history that I just went over, it's basically the history of the church in Europe. That's where the church had the most power, like I said, and where lots of theological development occurred that shaped uh, the center of the Christian tradition for centuries. And speaking as a Canadian, uh, the predominant Christian movements in North America can usually be traced back to European roots. The thing is, is that while all this was happening over the millennia, Christians were faithfully worshipping elsewhere in the world as well. Let's look at Egypt as one example. The biggest Christian group in Egypt are the Copts. And to this day, Coptic Christians trace their faith back to the very beginnings of Christianity. Tradition holds that the first Egyptian churches uh, were founded by St. Mark. And although Christians did flourish in Egypt for some time, it, it didn't last. You see, while the Catholic Church in Europe was growing into a political powerhouse, Christians in Egypt dealt with the Arab conquest of the 7th century. By the year 1000, Egypt was a Muslim-majority nation. Persecution has its ups and downs since then for Christians in Egypt, with seasons of tolerance, seasons of oppression. But in the case of Coptic Christians living in a Muslim country, there's been a question of identity. The identity of belonging to a faith tradition that is ancient and goes back centuries, and the tension of living that out in a Muslim nation. And so in 2023, our brothers and sisters in Egypt find themselves the inheritors of 2,000 years of faith mixed with struggle. Now, before I continue, I'd like to make the usual disclaimer that uh, I've just covered a very complicated situation in just a few moments, and there's infinitely more that can be said. I will link a few sources in the description for further reading. And I encourage you to visit Egypt's country profile on opendoorscanada.org to learn more. But today, Egypt finds itself at number 35 on the 2023 World Watch list, which is Opendoor's ranking of the most persecuted countries in the world. Persecution in Egypt generally takes the form of Christians being treated as second-class citizens. It's hard to be a Christian in Egypt. It's been hard for centuries. And yet the church remains. Here's the point I want to make. For 2,000 years, we have Christianity growing and, and learning and teaching freely in one part of the world, and in another part of the world, and many other parts of the world, I'm just using Egypt as one example, Christians have to wake up every day and make the conscious decision that they will continue to follow Jesus because they can't take that for granted. That sounds like a strong church to me. You see, Open Doors Canada's mission is to support churches in situations like this. I sometimes get asked if we work to help Christians leave these countries and escape persecution, and that's not really something we prioritize. Instead of taking churches out of the situation and out of the countries on the world watch list, we want to help those churches thrive in the context they find themselves. Consider the nation of Iraq. Years ago, uh, the Islamic State, or ISIS, took over portions of the country, forcing people there to flee, including many Christians. In recent years, since the fall of ISIS in Iraq, people have been able to move back and rebuild their homes and reestablish a presence in the Nineveh Plains region, including Christians. 
In this way, the church is growing, and Iraq again has a Christian presence, and the church remains strong despite persecution. See, Jesus said that in the world you will have trouble. He said that to his disciples, who certainly did have trouble. And it's interesting to think of John writing this gospel. John is considered to be the latest of the four gospels written, and I imagine John at the end of his life putting pen to paper and thinking of his fellow disciples and apostles who had paid with their lives to spread Jesus' words, and him writing down these words that in the world there will be trouble, but Jesus said, take heart, I've overcome the world. I think that was a message of hope. And in the generations that followed John, the church endured persecution, but the church also grew. And today, you and I are part of a global family uh, that has been faithfully following Jesus for 2,000 years, sometimes free and easy to grow, and other times persecuted and oppressed. As Jesus said, the world will have persecution. I happen to live in a part of the world where that is not the case. I happen to live in a part of the world where there is freedom of religion, and I am thankful for that. And at Open Doors, we believe that this global family we belong to has a responsibility to stand together as one to support our brothers and sisters who do experience persecution. We often quote the verse that uh, uh, when one part of the body suffers, the rest of the body suffers with it. And when one part rejoices, we all rejoice together because we are one family. I talked earlier about how the European church was home to lots of theological development, study, and in some countries in the world watch list, such as Egypt, the church has been around just as long and longer, but haven't had quite the same opportunities to sit down and, for example, develop lots of systematic theology and have the same discussions. And to be clear, I'm not saying that there has not been any Coptic theology. There's been rich Coptic theology, but the opportunities for church growth and free discussion and free development have not been the same. And that goes for other countries around the world as well. And yet, despite that, I would suggest that we in Canada are the ones who have so much to learn from our brothers and sisters who have experienced persecution. Open Doors works to strengthen the persecuted church, but we're the ones who can take the example of what it means to faithfully love God. It's easy to follow Jesus in Canada. What can we learn from those who really resonate with Jesus' words that, in the world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. I think we can learn a lot about what it means to follow Jesus from our brothers and sisters who are persecuted. Well, thank you so much, Jared, for that amazing reflection on Jesus' teaching and what he means when he says that there's going to be persecution in the world. And, you know, I personally really appreciated um, the reflection and the idea that, like, yeah, in Canada we inherit so much from the years and the centuries of uh, theology and the years of study that have come, but I really love that humble attitude and the, the humble reflection that even though there's so much that I can inherit from Canadian culture, maybe there's still more that I can learn from Christians around the world. And um, we, yeah, we really believe that at Open Doors, um, our connection to our persecuted brothers and sisters around the world is not just so that we help them they don't just need us, we also need them. We need each other, we're a global family and each of us has different strengths and experiences that we, can, that we can share with each other. And there's also so much that we can learn from each other. So thanks so much, Jared, for that amazing 
reflection and discussion. I'm just going to take a few moments to close the episode in prayer before Jared shares some final thoughts. Would you join me as we pray? Lord Jesus, um, we are so grateful for uh, the privilege that we have here in Canada, for uh, the freedom that we experience, that um, I don't have to be afraid to go to church or to uh, share about Jesus on a podcast or um, to my friends and family. Um, and Lord, we, we remember our brothers and sisters around the world that, that face so much for their faith. And um, Lord, we know that the cost is really high for some people to, to follow you. Um, and Lord, today um, I come with humility and I recognize that I have so much that I can learn from my persecuted brothers and sisters around the world. And I pray for each of my brothers and sisters here in Canada with me. Lord, I pray that all of us here would have a humble attitude and a, a heart that's open to learn um, from our brothers and sisters around the world. Um, as we hear their stories of what they face, may we be encouraged by their faith, by their willingness to stand strong and to not give up on you because we know that you never give up on us and we can learn from our brothers and sisters about what it can look like and how much it can cost to truly not give up on you, Lord. Um, so, Lord, I, I just pray that you would grow that desire to, to humbly learn from our brothers and sisters around the world. Um, I, I pray blessing on my brothers and sisters here in Canada, um, and we're so grateful for each one that remembers our persecuted family in prayer. May we be more connected to our persecuted family each and every day. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Back to Jared for the end of the episode. These are just a few thoughts I want to leave you with today as we close this episode. Like I said, we're going to have the next few episodes of the podcast be focused on different passages in the Bible about persecution and how we can use that to understand the church today. I hope it's given you something to think about. Please follow along with us uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. Follow along with us at social media platforms at Open Doors Canada. And again, send us an email. Get in touch. We want to know what you would like to hear on the podcast in future episodes. So thanks for tuning in today, and may God bless you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. And for more information and more prayer points for persecuted Christians around the world, you can follow us on social media at Open Doors Canada or visit our website, opendoorscanada.org forward slash pray. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.